Welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here with Jacob Raymond, Chris Gehring. We're going to talk to Jeremy Hyman from the road in Dallas uh, later on in this episode, but first we're going to jump back to Friday's game against the Pistons where the Wizards scored 76 points in the second half en route to a, a big win. I think that's the season sweeper, right? Oh, no, we got one more game against Detroit in March, but they won the season series already. have really owned the Pistons all year. Uh, we'll look ahead to tonight's matchup, Monday, 8.30 p.m. against the Mavericks on NBC Sports Washington, 1500 a.m. Hashtag radio party. Shout out to Dave Johnson, who talks faster than anyone I know. Uh, but, guys, let's look back on Friday. It was a, a the most points in the second half since 2005 against the Cavs, probably when the Cavs weren't very good. Uh, it was 45 points. So just point. like now, right? Ooh, yeah, that's a hot topic on the internet. A lot of people want to talk about that. It's all right. Uh, And then a 45-point third quarter where I think the team shot 80% from the field. Uh, Is that good? It's not bad. Uh, It seemed like, you know, it was a slow start Friday. Uh, You know, not a great first quarter, kind of coming off that loss against Charlotte with a little continuation, but then the team just woke up uh, after that first quarter. I mean, the second quarter was good, too. Yeah, they endured... Two, like I was like a 12 0 Pistons round, 11 0 Pistons round in the first quarter, and then they were, and then the Wizards responded with like a 22 to 4 run or something like that in the second quarter. They got into the half tied, and I remember watching the telecast with, with um, Chris Miller noting that his talk with Coach Brooks at halftime, he was encouraged with, you know, just kind of how they battled back, how they kind of found their rhythm a little bit after coming off of a, a really embarrassing loss. And then in the second half, they proceeded to have the best half they've had all season. The best half, like you said, they've had in a really long time. And this is kind of – it's another one of those moments where I think a lot of fans are like, okay, like this is how the Wizards can play. They shot 60% plus from three. They shot 60% from the field in that half. They were just firing on all cylinders. And so that is what you want to see going into Dallas, going into Oklahoma City certainly – the rest of this trip with all these breaks it might be hard to kind of continue that momentum with not playing a whole lot but they they showed exactly what exactly what you want to see and specifically a couple things there was a Saturansky chase down block that kind of jump started that first half run and the play of Kelly Oubre we've talked a lot about Kelly Oubre since he started with this team and certainly he's a fan favorite for you know all the reasons that you can list his personality his play on the on the court all that stuff but he was he was phenomenal a career high for him and just really coming into his own as more than just a 3 and D guy although he did hit i think it was five three-pointers yeah, on the game so high there too so certainly the the whole the 3 and D thing for Ubre is 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 coming true and his shot is confident and on the national broadcast Doris Burke commented on just how confident he looks and how comfortable he is finally with the Wizards. But that was the other that was the other big note. Luke Kennard scored sixteen points on his own in the fourth yeah. in the fourth quarter to give the Wizards a little one last you know, one last hurdle to get over. But we've we've known that the Wizards match up really well against the Pistons for a couple years now. Um, Friday night was was kind of the same story. I think Friday night was such a big win mainly because of Wednesday night and I think that had you and the game started off terribly. And had you lost that game, I think things would be feeling a lot more doom and gloom as 
that right now. I didn't, and I know we'll talk to Jeremy a bunch about the uh, um, what the team is thinking right now and stuff like that. But I do think that um, it's just one game out of 82. But I think that game on Friday was was worth more. And I don't think you wanted to go into this week on a three-game losing streak with the taste of that, um, you know, disastrous loss at Charlotte on your mouth still. And, you know, it's you take a game-by-game game in this league and – uh, and bouncing back, um, I don't think can, the importance of that can be overstated. In the fourth quarter, the ball movement was just so good. The extra pass, the unselfishness. Uh, I just think any game where Bradley Beal has 26 points and you don't even notice is always a very good thing. Uh, and it seemed like Otto looked healthy again. He he paced the team in the first half. Uh Three Keith, steals or four steals. Uh huh. And Keith was really good in the fourth quarter, playing the five, matching up with Andre Drummond. And, w- and when Keith can can kind of play bigger than he is, to keep in mind, his twin brother Marcus kind of plays the three in Boston. So when Keith can step up and play the five, and he is six ten, and he always jokes like it's not small ball, like I'm a big guy, but to go against Andre Drummond, luckily the rebounds off on the offensive end weren't there weren't many for the Wizards to grab. They were really making shots, but uh, just the way the team clicked late in that game, especially when the Pistons fought back, they they pushed him away. John Wall hit a big three-pointer, and also he's been shooting lights out from beyond the arc, which is an incredible sign to see because if you have to guard that three-pointer, good luck guarding him at all. Uh, but I think that if we if, um, if if our record in January, if we get hot at the end of January and like if we go if we win four in a row. We finish the month with a nice winning month. I think John will definitely be in the conversation for player of the month. Sure, yeah. He's he's still been, I mean, double-digit assists over well over his season average, over 20 points a game. So it's it's definitely possible. But as we know, the biggest thing that comes with those awards is winning. And that's how Beal won his award, really, was that the Wizards had a great week, beat two very good opponents for player of the week a few weeks ago. Uh, but, I mean... I know we talked at length about All-Star. I'm very interested to see Beal and Wall on Tuesday to see if they get in. Of course, we'll be all over that tomorrow night before uh, the national TV game. John in January is averaging 23 per game. It's just loud noise in the ceiling. (laughs) It's averaging 23 per game, um, 11 assists, over a block, over a steal, shooting 47% from three. That's crazy. Um, And so very, very impressive stuff from him. Um, punctuated uh, by some by some monster lines out there, like a thirty-five and eleven, a twenty-three and sixteen. Um, really good stuff from John this month. Yeah, and like we said, they get on a streak. The team's five and four right now in January, but uh, there are f- four games left. OKC is going to be a challenge. I'm sure a lot of people saw them play the Cavs on Saturday, yeah. in that which they, I mean, they they were just making every shot and. and the- and the Cavs, like the, you give the the Cavs have been struggling incredibly defensively, and really can't really seem to stop anybody right now. But I mean, to score 148 points in, in regulation against any NBA defense, that um, was crazy. That's incredible, and they were they were playing just in, in, incredibly well. So to get that team, and we know the we know the stars that they have on that on that team is. Um, to get them right now is going to be a really good challenge in the middle of a road trip um, where certainly inevitably, you know, fatigue and being away from home, that stuff starts to happen around the third, fourth game of a road trip. And so it's an extra challenge. But again, you hope those those two days of rest 
can kind of help uh, normalize that a little bit. Also, not having to change any time zones or anything uh, should help as well. So we'll see. But the other last thing about that Detroit game that I thought was really was really really good to see is that all well not all but three key players in the Wizards crunch time lineup made big plays in really big moments. I think that run from Detroit was was maybe helpful in a way because it led to Bradley Beal hitting a big time step back jump shot that really kind of sealed it. Kelly Oubre hit a three plus one. John's three was imp- was important. And so hope that will have kind of a cumulative effect on all of those guys in that late game lineup to just kind of give them an extra bump, give them some confidence going forward that for all of the late game struggles that we've seen in the first half of the season, that that on the road is, is kind of what they can be and they can kind of share that load. And Kelly Oubre is a guy that can do it. Brad's a guy that can do it. John, certainly we've seen him do it late in games. So just uh, something to build off of and And plenty of games left. So the road trip continues, as we said tonight, Monday night, 8.30 p.m. in Dallas. Guys, the Mavericks are a team that have just given the Wizards fits. I think Jacob was saying he's been here. This is your seventh season. You've beaten them once since you've been here. Well, I've beaten them personally zero times. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Fun fact, I don't play in the NBA, but I have been here for one Wizards win. Uh, during my time, uh, it was in was it 2015? Yeah, 15, in Dallas. Yeah. My and first. We, year, no, so it was here. Oh, it was. It was here. Okay. We won by three. Yeah. Um, but other than that, before that, I think that I think Dallas has won like 15 of 16 against us. Yeah, it's 15 of 17 and four or 14 of 15. It's just not good. I no, guess it's team, not a team that was very good. You know, five six years ago, but since has been rebuilding, had injury issues, just. It's kind of like a weird kryptonite situation, but that happens a lot with with East Eastern Conference teams that have to go out west on road trips. Often struggle in these games because they're on long road trips. To be fair, Dallas has yep. to come east too, and we haven't beaten them here either. That's fair. Yeah, uh, but it is kind of puzzling. But it's safe to say that Dallas is Dallas is not playing well right now, though. They've lost three in a row. They're very um, banged up. With and, a lot of role players. But, um, but they have. You know, they have some guys that can kill us, though. No yeah. question. They spread the floor very well. A young rookie, Dennis Smith Jr., who played well against the Wizards in the first matchup. J.J. Barea has taken, you know, you didn't even think this guy could take another step in his game because of his age, but he's played. I think this is one of his best years of his career. Uh, out for them, Seth Curry, who's a shooter. He's been... He's been battling issues all season. Nerlens Noel, who hasn't played a lot anyway, but he's always a force down low. Uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith, who's more of a gritty uh, stretch player who can guard multiple positions. He can score in different ways, um, but more so a defensive body to, to throw at the Wizards. And I, I think the, the less players the Mavericks have for the Wizards, that's a good thing because the scouting report is massive against this team because they play so many guys. So to have those guys out, you can zero in on more of you know their their killers like but Wes, Wes Matthews, Matthews, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes, these guys. And Dirk's been really good lately. I know he's approaching retirement this year or next, you know, but he's been really good. Fourteen points a game, I think, in his last fifteen. He's shooting fifty. Yeah, Twenty one against uh, the Blazers last time out. In what less than thirty minutes, I'm sure. Yep. So it, he never plays been, over thirty. He's been super productive. You just have to put a body on him. He can shoot over you, but if if you can, you know, kind of be physical with him and get him off his spots, you can defend Dirk at his age at this point. What's the scouting report on Max Kleber, Zach? I think he's a fellow German uh, native. 
as is Dirk. He doesn't score a lot. He's one of those like Daniel Tice kind kind of European guys who who can just body you. He's I think he's like a skinnier guy. He's young, so he he still has some six eleven two twenty. So you there got that you go. one right. Yeah, so he still has a lot of you know strength to work with. But I mean, l- just let's be honest. He's there because Dirk's there, and that's probably how they found him. I uh, yeah, that was just a for my own knowledge as yeah. much as but no, he's else, been starting for them, which is correct. Interesting. That's why I noticed and asked about. But him. I think he reminds me in terms of his roles, like kind of Amir Johnson was last year at the Celtics. Like he starts, but I don't think he's ever he only in played the sixteen game. minutes. Yeah, he's not in the game when it counts they, or anything. Uh, they gave they gave Mejri a bunch of minutes. Mejri was good against he was, us. He was the MVP in that game. Um, the last time we played them, and then Yogi Ferrell came off the bench and played thirty minutes. Yogi, yeah, Yogi's been really good too, shooting over fifty percent lately. Yeah, these smaller guards, and we saw JJ Barea have a lot of success just being able to find little seams and like JJ Barea. I I think he can, I mean he can really hit from anywhere. If you leave him open, he'll make a three. Him. Um, and Farrell are kind of of the same mold is that they kind of just sneak into little free spaces and defenses and hit shots from kind of everywhere. So they're just they're just guys that you have to be aware of. The Wizards are going to have to bring it defensively. They're not going to be able to take possessions off because they'll, you know, these guys will still make you pay. They have not played well this year, but they still have plenty of guys and obviously veterans like Matthews and Barnes. Um, They'll make plays and they'll make they'll make you pay if you if you if you slack off of them, especially Wes Matthews. I think the key is by the way you're describing how they're small. They go, I mean, they're small players. Farrell and Berea, yeah. Wall and Beal are very tall and long guards, and I think they need to take advantage of these size matchups. Without Finney Smith, especially, he's a guy that you they would throw at Beal, I think, and that that's huge for the Wizards. Um, Otto is going to need to really defend Barnes. But I think this is a favorable matchup. You look at uh, the lack of success against this team. They really beat them bad here, Capital One Arena, earlier this season, just from start to finish. But this is a very winnable game, though the inconsistency just gives you doubt. But if I think the Wizards just you just you're not playing for uh, your own scoring ability. You just pass the ball around. It's it's going to be a close game, but how you execute late in the game and play like you played the first three quarters in the fourth quarter is, is probably the key. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Find find the matchups that are in the Wizards' favor. There are lots of them. Yes. The patience in finding those will be will be important, and we'll see what happens. And your biggest opponent is Rick Carlisle because he's a very good coach. Very good. So, uh, WizKids coming up. We've got Jeremy Hyman on the road from Dallas, uh, recorded right before shoot-around on Monday. So we're going to get to that interview next. Uh, The Wizards will take on the Thunder on Thursday. We'll have a podcast for you before that. Uh, But for now, we'll kick it over to our interview with Jeremy. Welcome back. On the phone, we have our on-the-road reporter at all times, our beat guy, WashingtonWizards.com, Jeremy Hyman. Jeremy, how's the hotel in Dallas? Dallas is great. I don't know if I go with the title on the road beat guy, but I appreciate it. But we are we are on the road, and we are with the team, and we are in Dallas, where we just had a nice weekend of seventy degree weather. Um, we had a good practice on Sunday at the arena, and then a lot of football watching. Big football guys. Um, you might have seen Jason Smith's Instagram story watching football and watching one of our assistant trainers who's a big Eagles fan make a fool of himself. 
but uh, he was certainly certainly in his element and excited and rightfully so. Even though nobody really was supporting the Eagles, we uh, we did have to give him the tip of the cap because his team performed well. So. Were you were you there when all the guys were um, apparently doing the skull chant to troll him? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yes. As reported by uh, Candace Buckner first about the skull chant chant. But, uh, yeah, everyone was giving him a hard time with the skull chant. They were doing it at the bar, too. But uh, this was just, you know, mostly staff, mostly staff getting involved. And, um, you know, he's he's a big, big Eagles guy. So I think a lot of people were uh, pulling for the Vikings, but unfortunately that didn't go well for uh, for Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was actually after practice, the uh, – a lot of the team and staff were getting a skull chant going just to give him a hard time. What, what? And uh, it was also also um, it was uh, coach assistant coach Sidney Lowe's birthday yesterday, and they oh. uh, saying happy birthday. No rookies uh, to do that though. Practice little tidbits you didn't know on the road. What is the uh, what's the team's mindset right now? Obviously the uh, the games against uh, Milwaukee and Charlotte were not very good. And then they bounced back in a big way in that game on Friday against Detroit. Yeah, game game by game. That's what uh, you know. I talked to uh, Jan Mahimi yesterday, um, and that's what I kind of asked him about the sort of the trends of trying to build some momentum. And he said, just really, just game by game. I mean, Friday was a great win in Detroit, so that's you know, that's the last one on your mind, and now it's on to Dallas. And Jan, of course, who won a title here in Dallas, he you know talked about. Um, you know, that it's always great to return here. He still has great memories here and a lot of friends here. And, um, but I think that's really spoke, that's sort of the, the team's mindset. Uh, um, I think at times a lot of people, I don't, I don't like, I don't know if I should say a lot of people, but you just, you sort of read the narratives and the trends of sort of what's being written about the team and, um, I don't know how much they read into it. Some guys probably might read some of it. Some might not. But, uh, you know, if you're around the team, it, it's maybe it seems a little more doom and gloom from the outside than if you're actually on the inside because, um, you know, I know a lot of stuff's being written about, you know, team's chemistry and, uh, and a whole bunch of stuff. And not to say that there's nothing to any of it, but, you know, a lot of these guys are – they're, it's pretty a tight knit group. I know they're close. Um, I mean, it, you know what's funny is that they always say, you know they break every huddle with family, and we always you know we say DC family. That and, was the that was the uh, origin of that of that hashtag was them breaking the huddle with right. family. They gave, right. they kind of gave great. it to us. Yeah, good tidbit, Jacob. Great tidbit. Thank you. Um, but what's interesting about you know the I I don't know if it's ironic or if it's but when you talk about family, it, you know, a uh, family's not, it's never perfect. And it's never, I mean, at least certainly in my, you know, my family or a lot of families, there's, there's always, there's issues in families. And that's, it's not like when you say family, that means that, you know, if you're going to have a perfect team, everyone's going to love each other all the time. Things are going to go smoothly for 82 games. It's just, that's not realistic. So. I think it's kind of a good word for this team that they are like a family. They have, it's like a real family would. They have some, you know, family problems and, you know, 
uh, you know, the stuff comes up that uh, it's not always, you know, pretty. And certainly we've seen it on the court where stuff has come up. And I think it was reported about, you know, a locker room, you know, what's been going on in the locker room. And like I said, it's not, it's not going to be a, uh, you know, like everyone loves each other all the time, but sometimes they need a little bit of a, uh, a little motivation and a little pep talk from, from the coach to put it mildly after the Charlotte game that, uh, you know, that will really get them going. And I think that's what we're sort of waiting for now is to see them get going. And we've sort of been waiting for it for over half the season now to like put together a string of wins. And I think this would be a great chance to do it this week. You know, you got the big win Friday and now you could get a win in Dallas, a place that they've struggled against mightily over the last, what, 10 years. And then you go into Oklahoma City on Thursday night on TNT. And, you know, imagine if they win tonight and then win on Thursday in Oklahoma City, a team that's playing better. You know, they just almost put up a 150 on Cleveland. Um, you know, like all, all I'm saying is all it takes is you do that, you win tonight, you win in Oklahoma City. And all of a sudden, I mean, you could – then I'm assuming, although I shouldn't, that they could go beat Atlanta Saturday. Um all of a sudden, we wake up Sunday morning, and the narrative of this team is completely different. Like, I don't think anyone's talking about what a, you know chemistry issues or this, you know, this or that. The, the talk would be the team would be what twenty nine and twenty on the way up. That they're, you know, probably at that point maybe the third seed in the East. Um, it's just like that's all it takes. It's such a day to day, week to week. The storylines and the trends that can change so fast, like literally all it would take is for them to sweep this week, put together four straight road wins, and the narrative completely changes, which is why you can't ever get so high and so low and follow the day-to-day trends like this because it just it can change so fast, and, and we've seen that in the past, and um, and I, I don't think, I don't want to make it sound like I'm making excuses or trying to say that there are no issues with the team because, you know, it's been over or it's been 46 games and we've certainly seen plenty of them. But uh, I think that's just that's just where things stand now. Well, and I think the the other important part, and, it, and you kind of alluded to it, is that while 46 games does seem like a long time to anybody who watches the team closely, reports on the team closely – you know anybody who is a day-to-day into the Wizards, it does feel like we have heard the same narrative, we've seen the same issues all the time. But it's also hard to remember that we really are just past halfway, and there are so many games left. And while we look at the schedule, and there there are a lot of hard games, there's a lot of challenges. I, th- I think you're right in that. If you find some mojo on the road and then you're coming home for two huge home games, you get people fired up to come see the Thunder and the Raptors here after that road trip, everything's different. And that goes for the fans, that goes for people who write about the team, cover the team. And so I think that, you know, it, it's as, as hard as it is to say wait and see again and again and again, we really are not even, you know, there's there's still a lot of waiting, unfortunately, and then and in the NBA, that's kind of how it is. Is you use this long marathon regular season to to figure it out, and uh, and the Wizards still have time to do that. It seems like the attitude of the team is kind of just like 
keep it moving. The rest of the East over the last week or so have dropped some games. We're a game and a half out of third, if you look at it that way. Does it is that like accurate to say that that the team attitude is that yeah, while there are things to fix, we just kind of need to keep it going. We have an opportunity on this road trip to to get it right, and they you know they need to build off a of Friday to to find that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's that that was that was pretty much what what uh what the point was of um i i think i think the most frustrating part for for the people the fans and the ones that follow the team is you you see how good they can be and the the, the inconsistency is just so frustrating because you know they should be better you've seen them play better and after last year you felt like okay they were one game away from the conference finals which is the goal and you know how important home court's going to be in the playoffs, and you thought that would be enough to sort of get them to you know, play hard every night and to win 50-plus games, and that just doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So while, it's, you, know, while you can say you can you know, flow through another regular season, win 40-something games, make the playoffs, and then turn it on, I mean, that's, that's not really good enough, and that's, that's where the frustration lies because that's, that's where you want to see them take that next step. And if they do that again this year, win 40, you know, between 45 and 49 wins, make the second round of the playoffs again, maybe, and get bounced, you know, then it's like that used to be sort of like, okay, that's like good stepping stone for the team. Now I think that would be a disappointment. And I think everyone on the team would be disappointed if that's how the season went. Uh, so it's just like we said, or like we have said over the past few years, with expectations going up, it becomes more difficult. And, you know, when you're supposed to be a good team, it's hard because you're supposed to win you know, almost every night in the NBA, especially against a lot of the, you know, the sub-500 teams, which has been an issue this year. They haven't done it. They, you know, they haven't done it consistently. And I think that's really where the frustration uh, lies for for a lot of the people that you know watch the team closely and and have had their uh, you know certainly had their gripes but uh, yeah it's it's day to day and like I said like and as I said earlier you know you win three in a row this week the narrative completely changes on the other hand you lose three in a row you know which sure it's certainly not impossible that it could go the other way I mean last half empty glass half full however you want to look at and i'm not saying this week is like the all you know, be all end all but um but you know you could lose three in a row this week and then all of a sudden you know all this talk over what's gone on over the last week or so just you know amplifies even more and um that's just sort of how how the, the league goes so um should be a good one it's 8 30 tonight in dallas we are uh, i'm actually heading to shoot around shortly but uh, yeah, it should be another uh, another good one tonight. Uh, NBC Sports Washington will have the coverage. Steve Buckhamp, Carol Lawson on the call, and uh, then we have a couple days off uh, before Oklahoma City. So kind of a spread out road trip with a couple days uh, in between games. You're gonna be spending those. Uh, you're gonna be spending those days off in OKC or Dallas. Uh, we go to Oklahoma City tomorrow. 
Uh, we're supposed to have practice tomorrow. I, uh, I, there could be something else involved in that, but uh, nothing's official yet. So we'll uh, save that for Tuesday if, if anything does materialize of what we're doing on Tuesday. But um, can't give any scoops right now on the pod. But just just stay tuned. Um, but yeah, we're supposed to uh, head to Oklahoma City tomorrow. And uh, oh, we'll get to watch the All Star All Star show tomorrow night and see if John and Brad make the All Star game, and then a practice in Oklahoma City Wednesday, and then a big game against the Thunder Thursday night. John Wall and Russell Westbrook always must see TV. TNT. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Enjoy shoot around, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, and we'll see you eventually when you finally get back. Okay. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye.